podcast where we break down every film from the IMDb Top 250 list, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. My name is Daniel Henderson, and between this and seven, can we please just lay off the movies with dead dogs? And I'm Dean Jeffrey, and I'm still on the hunt for a funny opening quip. They don't all have to be winners. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> and like Dean said, today we are breaking down The Hunt, the 2012 film, not the 2020 garbage film that came out this year. Which I've never heard of, yes. But before we get into The Hunt, please be warned, we will spoil this from the get-go, so if you haven't seen it, you've been warned. Now, with that being said, let's get into The Hunt. The Hunt, released in 2012, directed by Thomas Vinterberg. Vinterberg. The story is set in a small Danish village around Christmas and follows a man who becomes the target of mass hysteria after being wrongly accused of sexually abusing a child in his kindergarten class. Starring my mate Mads. Mads Mikkelsen. Mads. legend. Top He's finally here. We can finally talk about Mads. He won Best Actor at the Cannes Film Festival that year. And deservedly so, I would say, Hendo. Absolutely. Cinematography by Charlotte Bruce Christensen, who has done a couple of uh, English-speaking films that we have seen, A Quiet Place and Molly's Game. Nice. Nothing to give her a bruised ego. I saw you. You looked up in the air like you were pondering how... What, what do I do here? Let, let's. Can we get bruise in here somewhere? <laughs> Surely, surely there's some way to say the word bruising the next thing I say. <laughs> now, Dean, we said a couple of weeks ago about Cinema Paradiso, about how the trivia was a bit rough, a bit hard to find, any any good material. I give you The Hunt, released in the tw- on the 25th of October in 2012. The, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I looked up the trivia for this film. There was like three things and none of it was good. Really? Well, I don't feel as bad now because I haven't looked up any trivia for The Hunt. <laughs> it was a, it, We would have spent probably about the same amount of time. We open up that page and look at it. All right, let's keep going with this non-trivia section here. Runtime of 115 minutes with a tagline of The Lie is Spreading. The Lie is Spreading? Yes. That's, that's trash. What would you think? The Hunt is on? I mean, I was thinking The Heat is on, but The Hunt is on works even better. <laughs> All right, budget of roughly $3.8 million and worldwide grossed $15.8 million. What comes after quadruple? Quinn something? The Hunt does. Boom. <sighs> <laughs> it's funny because I can see you, I can see the, the, the wheels moving in your head. Like, what can I do here? What could I say? It's twice now already. Am I, I mean, am I the only one here that thinks we should probably try and get out as much uh, mindless yes. <laughs> laughter as we can before we get to, you know, the 40-minute mark of this film. Yep, I agree with that. Got one nomination at the Academy Awards that year for Best Foreign Language Film, which it lost to The Great Beauty from Italy. I mean, no judgment, I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's lovely. Is Marion Cotillard in it? No judgment, hey? That's, that's a first coming from you. You saying I'm a judgy person? Absolutely. I have been called judgy many times in my life, actually. It's it's kind of an issue. All right, Dean, scores time. Critics or audience for Rotten Tomatoes? Ooh, I would say they would both be high. I could see the critics being 100%, though, so I'll say critics. Yeah, right, they're both high. The same, 93 for both. Okay. I should give you that option if you want to take it. I mean, you don't give me much, so yeah. You don't deserve much. Metacritic with a 77. Letterboxd with a 4.2. But let's take a look at the history of The Hunt in the IMDb Top 250 list. 
This debuted onto the list on the 14th of July in 2013 at number 184. And basically since then, it has just started to gradually go up the entire time. Its highest peak at number 92 on the 19th of August last year, and it has dropped a little tiny bit to where it currently sits at number 96 with an 8.3 over 272,000 ratings. So in general, you could say it's pointing in the right direction. Oh, no. (laughs) No. That's enough, please. Enough. I think that wasn't bad. I mean, it was okay, but just can we not continue this any further, please? Bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mate. Let's get into it. That's what she said. (laughs) This is getting Uh. cut. So we get a couple of lads jumping into some cold water. Yeah, you wouldn't know it was cold though, would you? I mean, I, I actually judging don't from my experience, I would say <laughs> it looked like it was cold. Yeah, I sort of said I was like, uh, I actually don't remember the uh, <laughs> what I'm referring to here. So you're referring to the man dick. The man dick. Yeah, it's in. It's in full. It's there force. straight away. Yep. Yep. Uh, Didn't expect that. No, definitely not. Uh, yeah, they like being naked together. No, they're having a bit of fun. They're daring each other to who who has the, the balls, essentially, to, to jump naked into the freezing cold water. We do get our introduction here to Lucas. He definitely looks like he's a good bloke. He's you know he's jumping in to help his mate out who's got cramps, who look like he could be in some, some sort of danger in there. He's, it's, it's showing us straight away that this what, is a good guy. He cares for people. What's the danger, really? It's not like it's an icy lake where he's gone under the ice. If you're in freezing cold water and your body cramps up and you can't move, I'm pretty sure you would... Drown. What, he has a full body cramp? Have you ever had a He's cramp? He's talking about cramps. Yeah, have you He's had a cramp? He's talking about cramps. Have you had a cramp? It depends where the cramp is. So, yes, you've had a cramp? I've had a cramp in my leg. I know you're talking about legs. I mean, I'm talking anywhere. Like you say, but if you're, you don't, not every muscle in your body cramps at once. If he's starting to get a cramp, what's to say that his entire body will start to cramp because of this cold weather? His nothing, body's like freezing nothing up. Nothing is to say his whole body will cramp because that's ridiculous. His, body's, his body is freezing up. He's going into some sort of cramp shock thing. Freezing up? It's not ice water. What it are you is. talking about? It's cold water. It's yeah. cold water. It's a cold lake in Denmark. Cold water. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. All right. I'm just putting it out there. If that was you naked in there, I'd let you. I'd let you go. I'm sure you'd figure it out. I don't think you'd be there. <laughs> do, do I not make the the frontier of naked swimming together? Come on, Dean. Let's go out to the lake and get naked and just jump into the water. Hello, uh, hello. <laughs> I'd get there. I'd be like, "Where is everyone else?" <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I only invited you. <laughs> but getting back to my point, it does show that Lucas is a good guy here. Yeah, no, obviously that's the whole the whole point of this first scene is to to show that he's one of the lads, you know, he's a good bloke helping out his mate. Yep. Got a good, good connection of friends here. And it's not just with uh, his mates, he's also very good at his job with the kids. They all love him. Yeah, they do. Uh, we see this scene here where they're sort of peering around the fence and uh, there's not exactly tension, but it's like, oh, what's going on here? And then it's just him just being the ultimate, you know, good guy, teacher, whatever he is. Yep. I don't know what he's he like is. A, yeah, he's like, a, he's like a teacher's aide or something. He just works at the, the kindergarten. Just works it's a, there. It's a, day, it's a daycare, isn't it? I mean, they call it nursery. I think it is a kinder. It's okay. what we would call kindergarten. Yeah. But on that point... How old do you think these kids are? How old do you think Clara is? 
She's six. Do they say that? I'm pretty sure they do. Okay, because I missed that, and I was I was wondering how old she was to be in kinder still, but like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they said six. Could be five. See, I don't I don't think she's five. I think she's older than five. I don't know. I feel like they I feel like they mentioned six. Okay. Yeah, but we sort of get our first scene here of him like one on one with a kid, and the is it Greth? I don't know the pronunciation. The subtitle said Greth. Uh, I think we would say Greta. Greta. Yeah. I kind of prefer Greth. Go for Greth then. I mean, I wouldn't say I'd go for Greth, but (laughs) (laughs) she's okay, I guess. (laughs) But Greth says she's definitely the she's definitely what you would think of when you think of the name Greth. (laughs) Yes, she is. She is. She certainly is. So Greth, uh, obviously, very comfortable with. Lucas's role there and she trusts him fully. There's talk of, you know, he he helps his kid go to the toilet. There's jokes about like him like, you know, the kid like gives him attitudes basically saying, "Oh, you wipe my ass." And he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey. Come on. <laughs> let's not be silly now." But I think it is just one of these scenes here where we see him being proper and behaving the way he should around a young child when it's one-on-one. And I think it also works well when you go back to what happens later on, when she uses that against him as well. When she's like, well, he goes to the, he goes into the toilet with them, like by himself. Like, who knows what he's doing in there? Yeah. And like, we, yeah, we see this scene that he's actually obviously he's a good guy doing the right thing. Yeah, exactly. But we get Clara here standing out the front of this supermarket okay, by herself. How, how small of a town do you think this is? It has to be so small, doesn't it? It has to be. Like, I think every character we see. On screen is every character that actually exists in this town. How is a, let's call her six, how is a six-year-old walking the streets alone? Uh, it, it blows my mind. They talk about this line, like just follow the line. Like there's a line from the school that takes them home. They must all live on the same road. Yeah. I mean, there's probably only one road in this town. And it's like she missed the line, so she got stuck at the, the supermarket. So like, where are these adults? Yeah. Where are these parents? Uh, in my opinion, it gets worse, but we'll get to that. No, Lucas, good guy Lucas, walks her home. We see Theo. Yeah, we see Theo, uh, but we also see that the parents don't really seem to mind that Clara was out walking by herself. There's really not a big deal that this has happened, which no, again, it's like it's I expected. expected. I was like, ah. Like, she's finished She's finished school. She knows how to get herself home. Yeah. It but was yet, good. later later on, she has to pick her up. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Don't know. Uh, anyway. But we see Lucas, like, helping himself to the mugs and stuff at the house. I think that's a big thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. It really does show that he's really integrated into this family. They trust yeah. him. Bring, brings he's the dog in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he like, he, they've, they've been, like, the bestest of mates for so very long. So, you can tell, like, yeah, he's in the inner circle and it just makes what happens later so much more devastating because of the strong relationship he has with not only his mate Theo, but with his daughter Clara. And the fact yeah. that he works where she where she goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we are introduced briefly to Torsten, uh, yes. Clara's weird brother. He has a good scene coming up later. Okay. Uh, we get a pie scene here, you know, not quite American pie. We do have Danish pie, though. Yeah, I think I'm at the point where I'm going to avoid the jokes. <laughs> oh, already? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Nah. nah. Uh, I, I didn't think this was funny, where Agnes... 
classic Danish name, obviously, uh, says, you know, don't touch a pie. She's really aggressive about no one touch this pie or there will be hell to pay. She's not even out the front door and they're into this pie. Good for them. Yeah, good on them. We also get some more information about Lucas here. We can we find out that he is separated. He he does have a, a teenage son, Marcus, which we'll you know see a lot more later on in the film. It's also weird because we get this scene or this this line here where Theo says, I can always tell when you're lying. Yep, that's what I was just about to mention. This this eye twitch. This is a, a big thing that comes back later on. Yeah. Now you you uh, yeah, you had seen this before. Did this ring a bell for you? Do you remember this line and, and how this plays later on? Uh, no. Ah, so what did this line seem odd to you or was this just like banter between them? Oh, definitely not banter. This line stinks of this is going to come back later. <laughs> I, can, I can see like, yeah, if you, if you can't remember the rest of the film and knowing what the general premise of this film is about and then they're talking about I'm clearly not lying when my eyes twitch. You're like, okay, they're talking about lying and, you know, the truth. Yeah, this this is coming back. Yeah. So, Theo's really uh, pushing Lucas here to call uh, his ex to talk about Marcus. He wants to see Marcus more, doesn't see his son enough. Yeah. And then we do cut to Lucas calling his missus. I mean, I know about you. I never want to get divorced. All this stuff seems so terrible. It seems like an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty rough. A lot of people obviously go through this stuff, but the, you know, like he's just saying, like, I'm not allowed to call you. You never call me. When can we ever talk? And yeah. she's just like, I'm hanging up. I don't ever want to talk to you, basically. But you see in the next scene where he's on the phone with her, it, the whole situation has turned around. Like, Marcus wants to live with you. Okay, he's coming to live with you. But he, the difference between... His demeanor and attitude to her is he's like, don't worry, like anytime you want to see him or any, you know, I'm there, I'll bring him to you, we'll we'll sort something out. Like she's like, again, good guy Lucas. Yeah, good guy Lucas. She's so mean to him. She's just like, Well, obviously Marcus is gonna say he wants to live with you when you ask him. Like he feels sorry for you. You know, they it's pity like, you. On. All that sort of shit. No, if you say oh come on, but we heard Clara before they got to Theo's when they were walking say that um, you know, her dad thinks he's really sad in his house alone. So there is this element of he is pitied. You know, people do feel sorry for him because he's alone. And you feel that's that adds credence to why they they think this is this incident is true because of how he lives? Uh, who knows? I it probably like maybe I mean you would think if he was still married that it would not I mean who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? This whole movie is a very touchy subject. <laughs> Did, did you mean that pun or? No, I didn't, but you had to think of it, didn't you? <laughs> oh, don't be like that. <laughs> oh, this scene's fucked up. Yeah, so we get some more. We get some more dick here. Oh, we get some graphic porn on the iPad here. Which, mm-hmm. okay, how old is Torsten? I mean, he's got to be like 14, 14 maybe 13, 15, 14. 15. Uh, 15's a stretch. Yeah, let's, let's say 14. I mean, at 14, you should know better than to show a six-year-old this material. Should you? You're a dumb teenager who's just mucking around with his mate. And it was, I think it was his mate that showed. I mean, he was laughing with it. He certainly, he was complicit here. Yeah, he was. But you can see this is where, obviously, the the lingo and the, the idea of this in her head just starts to, you know, permeate, form a ball, basically. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we have another scene of Lucas and Clara walking to the daycare. Well, I think I think it's important that we start with how they how they come to be here. So yes. Lucas walks up to the house and she's alone outside and you can hear the parents screaming at each other inside and she obviously doesn't want to be there. Lucas calls the parents and says, "Listen, uh, Clara's out here because they're like that. They, like Theo says, "Oh, we can't find Clara." It's like, God damn it! These parents are so neglective of this kid. Were, were they also arguing about who was going to take her to yeah, the daycare? Yes, they were. Yeah. Um, and Theo says, "Yeah, they can't find the Clara," and he's like, "Oh, she's here. I'll take it." Okay, bye. It's like, all right. So in Clara's mind, Lucas is such this hero figure for her. You know, he's yeah. coming, he's helping her, he's always gentle, he holds hands when, you know, they're walking. Like, you've got to, uh, you know, try and understand what Clara is seeing of Lucas in yeah. her head. Yeah, he's, he's like the hero. Yeah. And he's awesome dog, Fanny. Yep. And and this starts to evolve here. Like, she she makes him, a you know, a heart at, at the daycare. Like, you can even see how when he's playing with other kids and he acts like he's dead, you see, like, the fear on her face. Like, she thinks it's real for a second and she's, like, devastated. Yeah, and then her reaction when he wakes up, or fake wakes up, and she's just overjoyed that he's okay. So much so that she dives on him and kisses him on the lips and, yeah, uh, get up, Lucas. you got to stop that right now. Which he does. Like, he does the right thing here. He, you know, he, he... We see in this next scene where he he speaks to her one on one and says, "Oh, I found this in my jacket." You know, I, I think it has her name on it, and she says, "Oh, someone's teasing you." You know, like it's not from me. I didn't do it. Which, by the way, immediate lying. Like we see this kid yeah. lying straight away. Like straight away, we're getting set up with this kid does lie because we're going to hear a hundred times that she doesn't lie. <laughs> yeah, she's also become pretty defensive and a bit upset at this point too when he's ba- he's basically telling her like you need to especially when he's like we we can't you know you can't be kissing you know adults on the lips that's for mums and dads and she's she's like it's it's like a rejection and she's oh it's a, she's, it's a massive rejection yeah and she's know? angry well she's given she's literally given him mm. her heart and he's yep. just given it back like I, I don't want this this isn't for me yeah i think how do you think he went with the way he approached the situation good i would say good i would say yeah. hey listen you know this isn't for me um give it to your mom or give it to a boy and kissing on the lips is just for mums and dads i think that is what you should do like you gotta yep. you firmly tell them in a nice way this this isn't okay and this you know you can't do that but that's okay yeah but you can't do it yeah, he's done. He's done the right thing. He's not he's, angry at her. He's not no. scolding her. He's informing her of like the ways of, you know, society, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. You can't do that. She just takes it not the best way. Uh, that is an understatement. This scene when she's talking to Greth is incredibly hard to watch. She's basically, obviously, she she's she's angry at Lucas, upset at what he did, and trying to get back at him, but not understanding what she's doing and basically just repeating what she heard from her brother and his friend. Yeah, she uses the term rod for penis, which is exactly yeah. the words that, that they used, which I, yeah. I do think it is so important in this film that there is no doubt of Lucas's innocence. This film is yeah. not a did he, didn't he, and let's you know delve into that. This is 100% he didn't. It's never yeah. toyed with the fact that he did. And everything we are seeing 
is really making sure we know he hasn't done this. Because the whole movie changes completely if you if there is a, a tiny bit of doubt. Like you need if you know that he did not do this, now you're seeing it from his point of view the whole time. It's if it was reversed around where you haven't imagine if this was told from like Greth's point of view and you haven't had the, all this stuff at the start with Lucas and it basically you see her come to the the kindergarten and you see him in the background for a little bit and then you have this conversation. You're just like, oh, this guy's fucked. Yeah. And how would you feel from the Greth point of view, say, watching the scenes where, you know, he gets, he cops abuse from people? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's so hard to to think that because when she's getting upset and yelling at him and that, like I'm sitting there going, but he didn't do it. Just listen to him. Just, just someone listen to him. It's like, but how can you? When, like you said, I believe in the kid. Like the kid said this. Yeah, I think that's one of the better things with this film here is that, like, yes, you know he's innocent, but like you don't, you don't hate the townspeople for their behaviour. You don't ever think, wow, these people are the worst. Because even when you start to, I think to myself, what if I was one of these people who everyone, you know, quote unquote, knew had done this? Yeah. You never you never hate them. It's just so upsetting to watch what unfolds. Because, because, it's like, because it's you're on it's like Lucas's you're, you're, side. You're powerless. You're powerless to do anything about this. Like, you know, all this is wrong, yet nothing can change. Like, that's what you think. Like, how... Well, like, it's... It's just nail biting when you're watching this. Just the situations that he get that, that not he doesn't get himself into. The situations that he's forced into. Yeah, exactly. And he's just he's just backed into this corner, and it's so distraught to watch watch him basically sink over something that obviously he didn't do, and he just had no basically no say in the matter. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to the narrative here. Uh, I mean, the Greth here. It's odd that she doesn't immediately say something to the parent, don't you think? Um, I mean, think about it. She's had a child say what she has said to her. How do you not immediately tell the parent? Yeah, I think I agree there. Like, getting this other person in to essentially interrogate Clara, which I might say is, it's such a, that interrogation definitely feels like it's pushing towards an answer that they want. Oh, I mean- like she never, she never said. Yeah, well, let's let's just. I we'll mean, get do you want to get to that now? Yeah, let's. Like, I mean, what what happens before that? Like, you see, Lucas starts his relationship with Nadia, he's, so you can see, like, he's, you know, he actually has a life. Like, he's, you know, he is sexually active with with a woman. It's it's still continuing his character there. So when you have, well, we also have the the, the first interaction with Lucas and Grethy, where she does mention briefly what has happened, and his, like, his reaction is just, oh. Okay, like shit. Uh, uh, he he firmly believes that they don't believe this. Like he's just like, oh, okay, well, let's sort it out. Even yeah. later on, when I'm talking about that first interaction with Lucas and Greth before the interrogation. Yeah, this scene this scene is tough. Uh, so Greth, I don't know. I, like Greth at this point is saying to him, "Don't worry, I, I'm not jumping to conclusions." Like she is reassuring Lucas. She hasn't made up her mind here on what's going to happen yet. She's she so firmly believes. I believe the kids. I'll always believe the kids. It's like she she kind of she kind of knew already. 
But she says to him, have a couple of days off. Like, she she doesn't know at this point that he's done. Like, if she believed it, it wouldn't be have a couple of days off. And the way she presents it to him is so, you know, casual. Like, yeah, just we'll, we'll sort this out and just have it. And so he's got no reason to suspect that something's going to go like crazy out of this. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll sort it out. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. But this is where, this is where the man comes in. Uh, do we get a name for this guy? Oh, is it Ole? I don't know. I think it's Ole. Like, Ole, but less fun. As opposed to what Ole? Ole. I mean, you could just like, say- Like like Ol- that Ole lotion. Ole lotion. Okay. Let's stay off the lotion talk, shall we? Yeah, Hinder? I was waiting for it. I mean- <laughs> <laughs> I said it and I'm like, don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, this- You know what this scene, this scene reminded me of? It reminded me of making a murderer when the cops are interviewing- Oh, yeah. That- that uh, is he cousin? That younger guy who has a mental uh, issue, if you will, yep. uh, and they are just telling him what to say. Because I was, I was watching this guy, and here's the problem with not going to the police and getting. I mean, is this just a friend? It, it is just I, a friend. It has to be. It's not a cop because no. the getting, police aren't involved yet. No. So getting this guy to come in and yeah, as you say, interrogate Clara. He leads her on like she yeah. is not telling him any information that he does not feed her first. Now, admittedly, he's been told it from Greth, who has been told it from Clara. But if your goal here is to, you know, get her to, you know, tell you what has happened, telling her what has happened and then saying, is that right, is not the way to do it. Yeah, you should be going and saying, right, explain what happened. Give me the more information. She's just reiterating, like, the same thing she said to her earlier. Like, yes. Yes, yes. And it's because- but it's not, it, not even. She, like, she denies it. Here's the other thing. It's not like she's flat out, like, not answering or agreeing. She's saying, like, no, I, di- I, I didn't say anything. Uh, and <laughs> he asks her, is it true you saw Lucas's Willie? And she's like, no. She shakes her head. Yeah, it's she's like, saying, they, like, I, a problem. I, I, said, I said a stupid thing. Yeah, like, these adults don't want to hear any answer but the, yes, this horrible thing happened. And they yeah, do it's like not he's condemned. Stop, they do not stop questioning her- until she gives him the answer, yes, he did this horrible thing to me. And then she and gets she starts the reward. Yes. Then she gets a reward yeah. of, well done, good answer. Okay, you can play now that you've told us yeah. that. And that's why she's doing it. She's, she does say, like, I just want to go outside and play. So she starts saying yes because she thinks, I'm, you know, if I just say this, I can just go. Yeah. Yeah. And watching it like that is so incredibly hard to watch, knowing that's, that's the reasoning behind this. It's so fucked. Oh, and him asking, like, did something white come out of it? I was like, fucking uh, hell. Like, like, wh- why, like why, why is that necessary? I'm glad Greth got up and vomited. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ole says, yeah, Greth, you need to go to the police and let the parents know. But Greth, even at this point, Greth's response to this is, oh, my God, he's definitely done it. You know, all hell's going to break loose. Her response is, well, she does have a vivid imagination. So, even at this point, even though things are about to, to turn here, she's not even 100% on board with it yet. Yeah, but where does the change happen from here? Yeah, I like, think- the, the next thing we hear is that Greth is, like, telling everyone about this. Like, she tells the, like, Lucas's ex-partner about this. Yeah. Yep. Before we before we go any further, I know we skipped over, the, you know, a couple of key scenes here in regards to- Lucas out doing some deer hunting, having to piss up with his mates and that. The obviously the movie's called The Hunt, and the the final scene of this film has a lot to do with this too. But this whole deer hunting out, you know, out in the woods, the there's a a big culture of you know the the gun uh, buck hunting that sort of stuff. 
did you see, is there any sort of like symbolism or anything like that? Like he's the one out doing the hunting now and obviously he's going to end up being the hunted at some point. I mean, yeah, obviously that's that's what happens. I mean, is there is there anything being said in regards to like um like you don't feel like you're doing the wrong thing when you're hunting a deer? I feel do you feel like that the deer is like an allegory for Lucas like he's just this calm, like pleasant creature who's out minding his own business and then bang, this bullet takes him out for for no like for Something that he didn't even have anything to do with. Yeah, that certainly fits. I like that. All right, well, we can move on then. But yeah, now we get Greth talking to all the parents and she says uh, something has occurred that shouldn't occur between children and adults. So at this point, she has turned. She's not presenting this as a possibility that something may have happened. She is telling mm. everyone now for sure it's happened. So it has turned here. But it's it's so bad because it's like Chinese whispers as well, like... They they don't they don't know that Clara was the one that mentioned all this. It's just coming from her. So I can't give any details on that, but this is what's happened. And ever and now that everyone has heard it from her, it's just blo- it blows up. Yeah, I mean, I think it really blows up when they say symptoms of of uh, child abuse are nightmares and bedwetting, and then they come back and they throw the line later on, like so many kids have symptoms of abuse, and it's like, yeah. oh my god, like it's not just. Not that it's okay, but it's not just with one kid now. It's this whole thing inside this nursery where multiple kids have allegedly, potentially, had something happen. It's like the the like the fear. You hear one thing about something bad that's happened, and then any little shred of similarity, and it, it's a hundred percent that. Like it's like a WebMD kind of thing. Like oh, I've got a cough, uh, and I've got a you know a sore shoulder. Well, let's look at WebMD. Uh, possible causes, possible symptoms. You know, cancer, death. Like, holy shit, I'm gonna die. Just yeah, shit like that. It's, I, th- I think what you're trying to get at is when all you're looking at for is the negative. That is all you'll see. Yeah, exactly. So, yep, Marcus come and Marcus can't come live with Lucas anymore because of of this. So the power has gone back to the ex-wife now. Uh, I don't think Lucas has any power at all anymore. No, he doesn't. Out. This this phone call from Marcus late at night was just ridiculous. Like, I feel. Like, kudos to Marcus. He never, ever floats the possibility that this is true. Like, he yeah. always has his father's back here. And it's and it's so weird. Like, you look at look at it from Theo's perspective as well. Like, yes, it's his daughter and he ha- and he believes his daughter as well, but he's known this guy for so long. Like, like, like he's almost his entire life. And you can, like, as opposed to everyone else in the town who's just overheard this and are just like, yep, you're a prick. Like, we're going to, you know, do all, all the shit that, he, that they do. Whereas he's never part of that and he you know in some way he he has obviously he has his doubts throughout the whole thing like it starts off where he doesn't but then as it gradually goes on like he knows this guy yeah you say that but you say like he's known him for years and everything but i think uh you know i'm 100 percent certain that they've said many times that um the the perpetrators of child abuse are very very often and more likely to be people known to the family yeah, for like ease of access, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, like that. That that is the sort of person in that position that could do it. But I also think it's Lucas's reaction as well to all this. Like he's ne- he never, you know, comes out and's like, oh yeah. Um, not that you. I don't know if you would, uh, you know, 
somewhat admit that it's true or not, but the way he's so angrily defensive what? about it. It's like, somewhat like, admit I, that it's true? What do you mean? I don't know. I, like, I don't know. Anyone who, like, I'm, I'm, you know, people who are like that who get caught, like, are they going to be, are they going to act like Lucas? Like, I didn't fucking do it. Like, he gets he gets super aggressive. Like, especially later on, he, like, goes back in and beats the shit out. Like, he headbutts the guy. Like, he's he's defending himself because he knows he's innocent. Like, as, a, as opposed to someone who knows, is, who, who they know are guilty and they get found out as guilty, they're probably going to recluse and they're, they're not going to be so defensive. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, that's another thing. Like, how would you react at this? Like, what's the the quote unquote like right way to react? How does an innocent person react to this ag- accusation? It's fucked. I, I I feel like this is kind of what they would do. Like, as I'll explain later when when he goes to see Theo. But for now, he goes to the school and he's just he's just hit with it. He's got no idea what he's walking into here. Yeah, but I think as well one of the elements is he doesn't get super angry and stuff because it's you know a bunch of six-year-olds or one six-year-old who has made this accusation. Like he's he's such a kind man who understands these kids. He's not going to like hate a child for making this accusation, and we never see like we see him never be aggressive towards oh, Clara no. ever. In regards to this. So, he doesn't blame, you know, this child for this accusation. So, at this point, when, you know, the last thing he heard was um, Greth saying, oh, listen, you know, this accusation's been made. It's not like he's, oh, for fuck's sake, like, you know, well, the fucking whatever, whatever, whatever. Because it's this little child who he he understands these children. Yeah, and he feels like they're going to have a civil conversation about this and understand where it's coming from. But... You know, when he gets there and she just can't speak to him and everyone's immediately not on his side. It, the, th- the fact that he is still under the impression that, like, they don't believe this and he's just trying to get to the bottom of it. Like, when he's talking about to, to her, he's like, why are you telling my ex-wife this? I can't see my son now. Stay away from my son. He's not even talking about the fact that he, that people think he's guilty yet. And when she starts talking about the child and mentions Clara, he doesn't even think about the fact that she just, you know, thinks that he's guilty. She, he's like, Clara, why, why did Clara say that? we got to get to the bottom of this. Like, Especially when that, that big mongrel, like, you know, basically walks him out. He's talking to him like, you know, oh, i got to figure out what's going on here. He doesn't even realize that this guy is, you know, aggressively shoving him out until he yeah. literally shoves him out. Yeah, yeah. He does not, he does not realize the severity of the situation. Especially when he gets to Theo at this point. Like when he's sitting on the couch talking to him, he's like, we got to figure out why why does she say this? Like he's talking to Theo like, yeah, he thinks I'm innocent too. We just need to understand why she said this. And then when he's, you know, he's like, I got to believe my daughter. He's like, I I, I didn't fucking touch your daughter. Like, especially even after when Theo like rams him against the wall, after the wife goes crazy at him and get the fuck out of my house, you, you sick bastard, rams him against the wall. His reaction is, are you seriously going to rule my life? You know I didn't do this. Like, you, are you actually going to do this and rule my life? Yeah. The way he says that is, you know, it's not. I don't, I feel like that is someone. That is something an innocent person would say. Hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. But uh, Agnes certainly is not as gentle as Theo is initially. She just comes mm-hmm. out and starts screaming straight away, which I feel like again is not an uncommon reaction. No. Like, I think the way people react in this film is right. It's real mm. on both sides, and I think we have. I don't think we haven't really spoken about my mate Mads here at all. But I think his his progression through this film, his performance is fantastic. Like I can see why he won this award. He, like he starts off, you know, calm at the start, like you know, trying to figure out what's going on, and as it progresses and he starts to realize what is actually happening and the severity of the situation, he gets more riled up, and, he, and you know, he starts 
getting obviously much more aggressive, but in that uh, innocent way, I guess. Yeah, uh, spot on. But before, I mean, Theo says to him here, if you touch my daughter, I'll put a bullet in your head. Mm. Like, fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah, we've got to think about that. Uh, But Clara comes out here and Clara says to the the mum, says to Agnes, he didn't do anything. I said something foolish and now all the kids are talking. And that's that was that's the window right there. And her response though is just like, uh, your mind doesn't want to remember, so don't worry. It happened. Yeah. I, I've, so... like, I've, ri- I've written down Jesus Jesus, she's telling you the truth. Oh, like she must be like the mother saying, My daughter won't lie. She has said two conflicting opposite things. One of them is a lie. But she's like, No, 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 she's just not remembering it. And it's like and you got to weigh up the situations. Like this, this one here completely destroys an innocent man's life. Obviously, this one is also just as absolutely devastating. It's like it's such a conflicting piece of like film you got here. Like you've obviously got both sides of the story here from Lucas and from like Theo and Clara. Man, you can't you can't have a side here because each side is from a different perspective. And if you're on either side, you'd be acting the same way. Yeah, like both sides are right. Yeah. Almost regardless of the the facts, which isn't which isn't right. Like like mm. it's not right that this innocent man is going through this. But what are they meant to do? You've got a six yeah. year old saying this who has said this. Like you you get where these people are coming from. Absolutely. We get Nadia here speaking to the teachers. Now, let's go back to when uh Lucas told Nadia about it. Her reaction was to like laugh about it, like yeah. how ridiculous. She like she never really gets in on this this hate for Lucas at all. No, like the only th- like she throws in that small seed of doubt because of you no. Know, she goes and has this conversation with the the teachers and that, and she starts to you know wonder like, oh, is is it is it possible? Because they are so adamant, like there is no doubt about it. We 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 he's done this. He has absolutely done this, and just that that one little did you do it? Oh, that's it. And you can see like you can see. Lucas drop like oh like you believe this too and he's and again he just like just get the hell out like I don't even want to do, I don't want to if you really believe that and you you know just I, I don't want to talk to you get out like you it's ridiculous which I think is a terrible response from Lucas here she yes. is the only person on his side here and he has just like kicked her out of his life not good not not a good move no this is also intercut with. Clara just showing up at his door, like oh, which she wants. She wants to take the dog for a walk. Like she's so, it's just this innocent girl. Like who she, she doesn't know what she's done. This is what I was referring to earlier when she's allowed to just go to a supermarket. Okay, maybe things are different in yeah, uh, Denmark. Thank you. I was like, fuck. What country <laughs> is Danish? The Danish land? I don't know. In Denmark, maybe things are different in Denmark. Maybe they're different in this town. It's very small, and everyone trusts everyone, etc., etc., etc. Surely. Surely once this accusation has been put out there, the parents don't let this fucking six-year-old walk around by themselves. It it blows my mind. Oh, I agree. I agree. This doesn't make sense. This would be they'd be on lockdown. Doesn't make sense. Uh but Lucas, like, Clara comes around and asks to walk Fanny, and he's like, Yeah, of course. Okay, no worries. I was like, ah, like I know you don't harbor any ill will towards this child. But seriously, once she comes knocking at your Probably door- Probably not the time for that. Once she comes knocking at your door alone, like, you need to get rid of her immediately. I mean, 
do you do you contact Theo and say, look, she's here. She, she's just come to the door. I'm just telling you now. Like that, that sort. Surely that you know brings up some more innocence. I would send her home with Nadia. Yeah, like, that's thank, a good move. Thank God Nadia's there, by the way. Yeah. All right. So we get this weird scene here with the brother. He he's a creepy guy. He's just he's upset. He's sad that like from his his point of view, she's she's gone through this traumatic experience, and so he's sad. He's he's you know. Is that up. what it is? Yeah. What do you think it was? I I don't know what is to go with this this brother. Like, is he doing the wrong thing potentially? What? No way. That is ne- that is never explored or telegraphed at all. This is his biggest scene, and he is just showing how emotionally upset he is that he he believes that his sister, this innocent young girl, has had to go through this. Okay, I just get such a creepy vibe from him, and I'm not alone. Like I was, I was watching this with Brit as well, and Brit had the exact same reaction. Oh, I didn't th- think of that at all. Yeah, oh, yeah. Does he have any like feelings of guilt? Like he looks guilty to me. Does he have any feelings of guilt Why in regards would he feel- to? I mean, he Why showed. Why would he feel he guilty? Sh- I mean, he showed, or he's he let his friend show her material that shouldn't be seen. Yeah, but th- he doesn't know that had anything to do with the accusation. I don't know. I-, I just get such a bad vibe from him. Maybe if he knew that he was innocent and that was the reason why, he might feel guilty. But he's under the impression that he's been doing this and this quick little run past has nothing to do with it. Okay. I hear what you're saying, but something's not right with this kid. I didn't think of that at all. Doesn't make it not true. Actually, also, before we leave this brother scene, they're outside and he... Pokes her underarm to chest area in an odd way. And again, this isn't just me thinking this. I was watching it with the wife and she brought this up. Yeah, but to be fair, she thought the movie was boring. And you're wrong, Brit. Nah, she was just she was just egging you on, Hendo. Ah, uh, well she got the she got what she desired. Okay. Uh anyway, let's move on. Now we're into December. So that was November. Yes, it was. Not his best month. Uh I don't know, December's pretty bad. Yeah, it's gonna get worse. He is like a hermit. He just really kept to himself, hasn't he? I mean, he can't go anywhere. Well, he could. He's not like us. I mean, we can, but there are consequences. <laughs> He's in the same boat. He can go, but there are consequences. You can see the paranoia definitely setting in here for him. Like, he hears a noise outside, and he's just like, oh, who's that? What's going on? Oh, fucking oath you would. Yeah. Everyone thinks he's a pedo. Of course he's going to be panicky if the door handle starts rattling. No, it's just Marcus. Yeah, Marcus is good. Yeah, he definitely reacts to this a little bit differently than uh, Lucas does. Yeah, he's much more the anger than the sadness and understanding of Lucas. (laughs) But it turns out we've got another guy who thinks that he's innocent. His mate, Brune. Was this guy in the hunting table laughing? He was at that scene? Okay. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure in that scene where they're, they're all drinking and having a good time, that is at his house because they go there later on. I thought that was a hunting clubhouse. Uh, I don't think so. Though. Gee, that is a that's a big house right next to the hunting ground. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely where they are in both in both uh, shots. Yeah, it's nice to see that he still has someone on his side. He's actually like fighting for him. Yeah, yeah. Bit rough that Marcus can't even shop at the bloody shopping center. Yeah, I felt bad for him here. That's just beyond embarrassing. He gets cock blocked as well. Okay. Him and the cashier are having some oogly eyes. And then all of a sudden, buddy, store manager comes in. Hey, get the fuck out. Store managers are the worst. They are. <laughs> no, but it looks like there's, you know, some form of case building up here. So when Marcus gets home, Lucas is in handcuffs, going to the car. Pretty shitty that uh, he didn't leave the door open for him. Yeah, that was rough. Was he handcuffed? 
Uh, I believe he was. Oh, I missed that. I didn't think he was. I thought it was very casual the way they were they were arresting uh, him. Maybe. No, because he said he's being arrested. Yeah. Yes, I heard that. That does not mean there are handcuffs. I mean, I'm pretty sure what if, when you get arrested, you, you go in handcuffs. Not always. Mm. I've had people steal at the shop, right? Police come in. Citizens' arrest don't count. No, no, no. Police come in. They don't always handcuff people when they take them to the station after being arrested for theft. I think I think theft and this accusation might be a bit different. But he's cooperating. I don't know. Oh. Yep. So, Marcus goes to Theo. Why didn't he go to Brune? Because he thinks Theo has a key to his house. Surely Brune would. I'm pretty sure Brune came in as well. Don't know. I probably would go to the guy. I probably would go to the guy who thinks my dad is innocent and is helping, as opposed to the dad of the. You know. I mean, the- is is Theo a bit stiff here to miss out on Godfather rights? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Maybe that's why he ultimately doesn't side with Lucas. <laughs> Not so best friends are now, are they? Yeah, Marcus. Uh, he he takes the wrong approach here. Don't call the six-year-old kid bitch. Not a good look. Oh, and he spits on her. That's even worse. Yep. Yeah. But Theo's actually, he's, he's okay before the spitting, of course. You know, he's accommodating. He yeah. you know, brings him in. Yeah. Theo, Theo, for everything we see, does not seem like a bad guy. Yeah, for, for the reaction of the rest of the town, <laughs> unlike this Theo giant, is the opposite. <laughs> unlike oh. this giant who bitch slaps Marcus repeatedly. <laughs> No, he and actually punches if, as, him too. As if Theo has the ability to pull him off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pull him off Marcus, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. And now Brune takes him in. Now, surely this uh, this no basement discussion, surely that's a red herring for everyone. When you're all these kids describing Lucas's basement, and it turns out he doesn't even have a basement. I think it's great that this guy is arrested, and the next morning he's released, and there's no more legal troubles at all. Yeah. So, obviously, the actual evidence, and once you have actual police detectives do research, not Greth's friend, <laughs> uh, obviously, they have seen, okay, this guy's innocent. That we're, Like, he didn't do this. But that doesn't matter to everyone. Yeah, I know. So, he's back at home with Marcus, and they're just having a casual conversation about things. I love that with this rock through the window, they don't treat it like some stupid jump scare. You actually get a shot of the window before it happens. Like this isn't some, you know, horror thriller kind of movie that you're trying to get the shit scared out of you. Yeah. Did you jump though? No, because I knew it was coming. Pretty sure I jumped a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh this is this is fucked, this scene. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Poor uh, Fanny. Poor Fanny. I mean, what what do you say? It's rough. Uh it's uh, it's not just the reaction at the like the initial reaction, but then the next scene in the rain when he's he's digging the grave, it's oh, it's it's brutal. It's so brutal. Yeah, but now we get uh, Lucas at the supermarket. Yeah, uh, Lucas doesn't take any shit. I mean, he's pretty. He accepts it at the start, but when he leaves, I love that he's like, no, fuck this. Like, I'm not going to take this bullshit. I know I'm innocent. I've been I've been shown I'm innocent. Fuck you guys. Yeah. I love how he goes back in and just fucking headbutts head that him. guy. Yeah, that was great. That's so good. And then he buys his groceries. I like that he yep. did get his groceries. And yeah. I like that then we get Theo, Agnes, and Clara watching him walk yep. out like just a mess. He's limping. His face is all bloodied up. And Theo's immediate reaction, even after all of this, is to get out, like to go and talk to him. Yeah, And Agnes exactly. is the one that stops him. Like, no, 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 no. You stay there. And just that innocent 
Clara, like, where's Fanny? Like, ah, oh, no. Yep, but yeah, he goes home, he gets cleaned up, he goes to church, and this is my... Excellent! I mean, obviously. Excellent! Oh my God, Mads Mikkelsen, take a bow, you are a fucking superstar. He's so good in this scene. I love how you get that, just that quick little shot first off of the person getting up from that seat to not sit next to him. It's yeah. like he just, even that subtle little thing, like you just see how the whole subtle, town is. but yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you, like, when he starts to turn around and just stare at Theo uh, at this point when they're talking about uh, forgiveness in the the hymns and the verses they're saying, you know, bless me, Father, for I've sinned. And he's just, like, staring directly at Theo. Like, it's so good. Like, you see how he, he's his deterioration throughout this scene as he's just breaking down. It's, it is so fantastic. He, Matt, that Mads Mikkelsen's performance in this movie, and it's in particular this scene, is so goddamn good. When you see Clara go up to the the stand, and even she's given him like the eyeballs too. Like he hasn't seen him in ages. It's been what at least a month. Yeah, so, and um, he, maybe even two. He's crying like he's sobbing hmm. there while she's singing. It's, it's and he so starts, powerful. He starts getting aggressive as well. Like he's kicking the chair and he's he's making you know he's not trying to make a scene for everyone else, but he's making the scene. And then he gets up and he just. He just has it out with Theo, and Theo just takes it. Yeah, like he does not fight back at all because he knows. And oh man, that line, that that line when it comes back, like look in my eyes, like look, look, like you can just see, like yeah, he's not lying. Nah, it's 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 an amazing scene. Yeah, it is so good. And then you get everyone back at Theo's house. You got Theo sitting on the end of Clara's bed talking, and I've got to say, Dean, I'm tearing up now. Wow, really? Yeah, this not, not even film, close. Not even close. Wow. How is that possible? How is it that you tear up at the end of Cinema Paradiso and then I tear no, up in this film and, I did and not, you know, vice versa? I, I did not tear up at Cinema Paradiso, okay? You were bawling your eyes out. I lucased at the church in Cinema <laughs> Paradiso. <laughs> yeah, nah, this film got me. Oh, good. That's good. And I, it has to be at this point. She says it again. Like it was, I it was something like I said. I didn't mean it. Like it was, it was wrong. Like he, this is this is where he starts to, I guess, realize what has happened here. And I love how he, you know, he he goes, he creeps into the to the kitchen, and he gets like a you know bottle of booze and some food. And Agnes knows what he's doing, and he because you've seen this their their relationship throughout the film has been interesting to say the least. Rocky, yeah. And, you know, there's that scene way back at the start when he comes home drunk and they have, you know, they embrace and they say, you know, they how much they love each other and then all this stuff happens. And now it's, he's taking control. He's like, get out of my way. I'm going to do what I want. I have to do this. Like, he he firmly believes that he's innocent here now. Like, obviously she doesn't at this point, but he's got to do what he's got to do. Like, he's, you know, my best friend. I've known him for years. I need to go sort this out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he wakes Lucas up, says it's just him. I don't think it's just him is applicable here. What do you mean? I mean, it's the father of the girl who's wrecked your life. He's just... Lucas has just punched him repeatedly publicly to wake up and to be reassured with, it's just me. I I don't think that's very reassuring. I I took that as it's like, there's no mob here with me. Like, it's just just me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That probably makes more sense. Yeah, they hang out. Then we get quite a time jump here. One year later. I had forgotten about this. Yeah, uh... Everything seems to be going all right now. Yeah, Lucas is back with Nadia. Yep, they're it's at- like Marcus is with them, living living with them. Yep, 
Yep, he's getting his oh, I don't know, gun license or yeah, he's hunting into license. The club. Yeah, yep. he's becoming a man. Yeah, but even even though everything looks like it's getting or it's gotten back to normal, like you can see, he's still looking at everyone, and like his idea of it is they still maybe think of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's looking around the room and, you know, it all seems well on the surface, but he he knows these were the people that wrecked his life. Yeah, you know, we get another weird shot of the brother here, averts his eyes pretty quickly. <laughs> he cut it out for this brother. What, what's your problem with I, him? I'm just shocked you didn't get any creep vibes from this no, brother. No, I didn't. He's the older brother who had sympathy for his sister. God, I don't get sympathetic from him at all. Wow. This is a nice scene. Is it? I thought this was super uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. Yes, Hendo. If you are falsely accused of something like that, you do not want to be in a room alone with her and then pick her up and hug her. And I was like, oh my God. Like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Help yourself. No, I think it's about trust and having this relationship again. Like, helping helping her out to cross the the floor, which is something she's having difficulty with because of all the lines. Their relationship is back on, on track. It's like... It's his best friend's daughter. Yeah, it's, it's not a relationship that uh, I would think he would want back on track. Just maybe some distance. Going out and hunting here in the last scene here. And he's just hanging out and then you know, bang, this bullet gunshot hits the, hits the tree. Yep. He's, what does he see? He sees, he sees a silhouette from a distance aiming at him. Yep. Looking like he's going to aim at him again and he just walks off. Now, this is an amazing ending. Uh, what, what do you interpret this as? Because I think interpretation is very key here. Hmm. Uh, my interpretation is that people don't forget. And no matter how much time passes, he is always going to be tainted in the eyes of this town. He will not ever be able to escape this accusation, despite his innocence, uh, wrongly. I think it doesn't really matter who it is, or even if it actually was anyone. It could have very easily have been in his head here. What matters is that he will, like you said, he will always have this hanging over him. Why, why later, do you float out the possibility that it didn't happen and it was in his head? Because you don't see who the person is. Like for him, it could. This no, is, but this you is see everyone. the bullet Still, hit the tree. This is him. This is his. This is his mind here. This could have very yeah, easily just we been. We haven't seen anything else in this film that isn't true. I'm not sure where you're pulling this. Maybe it didn't actually happen from. So you actually think that someone took a shot at him? Yes. And and left. No, I think this could just be him. Like, we have this shot earlier of him sitting down, looking at everyone. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're all still thinking that, but to him, that's still a very strong possibility. And the same situation here where- So is that what you think? He wasn't shot at at the end? No, I think this is him. He's still going to have this lingering over him for the rest of his life. He needs to look over his shoulder. I I don't think anyone shot at him. I think this is all in his mind. Like, like back at the the shop before, these people could just be looking at him, but but he is interpreting it as they they still think this. They still have this on their mind. They do still think it. They do still have it on their mind. You can tell by the looks. No, that's him looking at them. They're just looking at him. Like, if he's looking at them, surely someone can just look at it, look at him back. Uh, no, I, I think this could very easily be him. Uh, no one's you, out there with him. I think you're clutching at straws. No, I don't think so. I think this is this could very easily have been Stop saying it could mind. be something. Tell me what you actually think it is. That's what I think. Okay, stop saying, oh, it could be this. It could be. It yeah. could be. Is it? Who knows? It's up to interpretation. I know. It's not. You don't. <laughs> you thought the brother did it. I never said he did it. I said he could have, Hendo. Oh, so it's okay there when you say it. Well, you can't argue against that because you keep saying it. So No, my, my could have <laughs> is much stronger than yours. Any last words? 
All right, Dean, what's your final thoughts on The Hunt? The Hunt, very powerful film about a very uncomfortable subject matter. I like that uh, even though the subject matter is uncomfortable, it's not like a lot of these films that deal in this subject matter where it's uncomfortable to the point where I don't get... Uh, that I feel ill watching it. Like, this isn't an uh, an overly awkward film to watch. It's more about, you know, you look at philosophically society and how that works, and I think we've had a, a reasonable discussion here about, you know, the two sides of this coin here and how... Uh, how difficult it is for them and how you can understand both sides uh, being right in their own beliefs. Uh, I think Mads, as we mentioned, is stunning in this film. Really, really good performance. I'm giving it four and a half stars. Very good. All right. This is my second time watching this film. Mads Mikkelsen is an absolute superstar in this film. His acting progression from, you know, nice guy Lucas to being accused of this, you know, horrible thing that he obviously didn't do and watching him deteriorate through we 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 are him in as the audience. We are him. But but we can understand the other point of view here. Like from someone someone else's perspective, especially Theo's perspective, it is such a conflicting film that there's no right or wrong answer in in either side that you choose. And that's what warrants such a good discussion about this film. It is a topic that would unnerve you more than any thriller could ever do. It's very, very rare, as Dean will point out, for a film to get my tears going. The fact that this film did that, both times I watched it, says a lot about this film. I agree with you as well. Four and a half. Nice. I was the best because the crowd loved me. All right, Dean, we're just going to sit on your rankings. All right, let's start at my lowest four and a half star film here. At number 34, I have Your Name, and I think this is better than Your Name. Next up, we have Stand By Me. I also think it's better than that. Prisoners is next. I think it's probably pretty similar, you know, tone to Prisoners here. I do think it is better uh, than Prisoners. Next up, Train Spotting. Definitely better than Train Spotting. Comes up against Toy Story, and that's when it, where it's going to stop for me. Uh, it's not better than Toy Story for me. The Hunt is my new number thirty-one out of seventy-three. All right, uh, this is more on the stronger four and a half for me. So I'm going to start at the top this time, and we're going to go with the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. And I think the Fellowship of the Ring is better than the Hunt. And then we get to the Pianist at number twenty-seven. And I think The Hunt is better than The Pianist. So The Hunt, for me, is my new number 27. Very good. All right, before we continue, we'd just like to say that this show is brought to you by our awesome patrons who've been supporting the show for over two years now. My God, those patrons, they are certainly, certainly some of the greatest people out there, aren't they, Dean? They absolutely are, Hendo. Uh, We've got another new patron this week. We've got Sean coming to join the party. So, Sean, we love you. Thank you so much. Sean, you are an absolute legend. We do have another weekly patron-only podcast we release, including different director series such as Edgar Wright, for example. We have specific films requested by our patrons, as well as several film series. And we are just about to finish our Scream film series, Dean, with Scream 4. Yeah, a bit of a a turn from Scream 3. So, yeah, uh, keen to get into that. I mean, it certainly couldn't be worse than Scream 3, could it? Well, let's hope not. So if you'd like to support the show, we have several different tier levels with varying rewards and benefits from as little as a dollar a month. Just go to patreon.com slash themoviejourney. All right, let's get to... We may still have mail. Mail, mail, mail. Here it is. And this could be it. Uh... And let's take a look at some reviews from our awesome patrons. 
First one here from Luke James Human. This gripping drama depicting the fallout of sexual abuse allegations is an incredible piece of cinema. The viewer is never in doubt as to the protagonist's guilt and as such are given a rare perspective into the fragility of truth, friendship and trust. Mickelson deserves huge praise, brilliantly portraying a helpless everyman, Lucas, whose life is utterly shattered by the gravity of the allegations and the subsequent effort on all of his relationships. There are plenty of deeply uncomfortable scenes, each of which serve to increase our investment in Lucas's potential vindication. Easily Denmark's finest export since Lego. All right, thank you very much for that, Luke. But of course we've got... The Hunt is a tragic drama about a man falsely accused of a crime he didn't commit. Acting, writing, location and directing are on point and highly realistic. Much of the film is excruciating to watch. The viewer finds themselves plunged into the anxiety and paranoia of the protagonist, forcing themselves to think, what if something like this happened to me? Friends, colleagues and strangers turn on Lucas at the drop of a dime. This is someone they've known their whole lives, but they won't even let him tell his side of the story. When you really analyse how things got so out of hand, the main culprit isn't the falsely accusing child, but the kindergarten supervisors who fill in the blanks for her with leading questions. Never does it feel like there would be any other outcome and there is a sense that this was something just waiting to happen. The Hunt is probably even more relevant today than in 2012 where the court of public opinion often dictates the accused guilty until proven innocent. As a movie, The Hunt is sincerely powerful and troubling, a gruelling experience, but for all the right reasons, four stars. All right, very good. Great review there, Shane. All right, let's take a look at the poll to see what all you guys think out there. Is this one of the top 250 films of all time? What do you think, Dean? Uh, Yes, I think it is, but I bet people say no. 59% say no. That's a shame. All right. Yeah, that puts it at number 47 on our list of polls we've done. But let's get to... Answer my question! The question, jerk! Where we asked is, what is your favourite Mads Mikkelsen performance? Let's take a look over on Twitter. First one here from Eggs Acid. Nobody talks about how good he and Alicia Vikander are in The Royal Affair. We'll see about that. Uh, next up from Matt Neglier at the Next Best Picture Podcast, The Hunt. No question. Interesting. We got one here from Bear Holland who said, The Carlsberg adverts. I haven't seen any of these Carlsberg adverts. Are there multiple adverts? I imagine so. Wait on. Are you saying they're actual Carlsberg like a drink ads and not a movie called the Carlsberg Adverts. I don't even know if you're joking anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Next up from Christeva St. Germain, Le Chief in Casino Royale. Very good. Tom Schutzer says The Hunt. Chop Nation says, I've been rewatching Hannibal. That's the answer. He's the fucking devil. Okay. Have you seen Hannibal? Yeah, I started. Didn't grab me. I watched a fair yeah. bit. Oh, I... I would say I watched one season and stopped. Okay, I haven't seen any of it, so it won't be on my list. Ronnie Casal also goes with Hannibal. JD at In Session Film says The Hunt, but also shout out to Arctic, which is quietly one of his very best. Mm, I may not be quietly about that later. K-Hive goes with Hannibal. That's several Hannibal answers right now. Bondi Steve says The Hunt. Yoss goes with Pusher. Have you heard of the Pusher like trilogy, I believe? No. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is actually done by Nicholas Winding Refn. Ah. And it's, uh, it's a Danish trilogy uh, starring Mads Mikkelsen. Ah. 
Diane Maine says Hannibal overall, but if it's just movies, he's incredible in Pusher 2. Oh, there you go. Sequel talk. Lynn Venhouse says a royal affair. A double royal affair. That would be controversial. Shelley says the hunt or a royal affair. <laughs> Damn. Ruth Klein goes with after the wedding. I haven't even heard of that one. Red Georges says after the wedding. Wow, okay. That's two after the weddings. Uh, yes, I can confirm. The Pusher films are directed by Nicholas Winding Refn. And you've got a skinhead Mads Mikkelsen. Thank you for letting me know that. I might pick it for you next time. <laughs> All right, lastly on Twitter here from Film Buff Baker, simple answer is everything. All right, decent answer. All right, let's go take a look over on our Facebook listener discussion group there. Get on over there and join up, guys. Lots of fun convo about all different types of film-related content, as well as a chance to win some sweet, sweet merch like we're about to do now. We'll leave a link in the show notes. First one here from Talon Crichton. So Hannibal has probably been my favorite acting role of his. However, in film, the movie Polar is an honorable mention. His role in Charlie Countryman was my favorite for him in film. Lastly, here on Facebook from Cameron Crichton. Valhalla Rising is very cool. Uh, Cameron, it's not. Endo hates that film. All right, over to our awesome patrons. Heifer goes with Casino Royale. Yep, Luke James Human says Lucas in the Hunt. This performance sways perfectly between really understated micro expressions and overt displays of raw emotion. Nice. Hayden Gerloff says he is great in Hannibal. However, the roller coaster ride he portrays himself on in The Hunt takes the chocolates. Brother Shane says The Hunt. Jacob Phillip goes for Casino Royale. David Powell says Le Chief in Casino Royale. And our last one here from Nerd Revert. In a movie, it's probably Casino Royale. Overall, Hannibal. And it's not even close. Thank you very much, everyone, for putting in a response. But, Dean, let's get to our top five Mads Mikkelsen performances. And as usual, we start with you. What is your number five? Uh, Give me Hannibal at number five. All right. My number five is Doctor Strange. My number four is Doctor Strange. Okay. My number four... Now, I don't like the movie, but Mads Mikkelsen's performance in Valhalla Rising is the only redeeming thing from that film. Fair enough. My number three is Casino Royale. Ah, that is also my number three. My number two is Arctic. I think we have the same. My number two is also Arctic. And number one, obviously, The Hunt. Absolutely, The Hunt. And it's not even a question. Then why did you ask it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a look at our competition. Well, it looks like we've got three people here who have chosen the hunt. Dean, choose a number between one and three. Two. All right, our winner this week is Luke James Human. What well up, mate? What well up, mate? I think it's deserved after all your wonderful words about the hunt today. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get in contact with you and send you out some sweet, sweet merch. And if you are interested in getting your own piece of Movie Journey sweet, sweet merch, we do have our own shop over on Public. You can go pick up a t-shirt, a hoodie, a coffee mug, plenty more. We'll leave a link in the show notes. There's this tournament. Let the tournament begin! All right, Dean. We are into the final 16 of our worst film tournament. Let's take a look at these results. We had the Battle of the Cats here. We had the Cat in the Hat against Cats. And Cats took it down... Pretty easily. 61% to 39. Uh, next up, we had Crossroads up against Battlefield Earth. And unfortunately, Battlefield Earth won 67%. Yeah, they're do- those two films, they're doing well. This one was uh, very, very close. Dumb and Dumberer against The Love Guru. And 50.7% went to Dumb and Dumberer. Very nice. Oh, God. This one is equally as close. We have Son of the Mask up against Glitter. 
And with a 50.7% uh, vote, Son of the Mask wins. All right. The next match here, we have Barb Wire against the 2006 version of the Wicker Man. And the Wicker Man took it down pretty easily there, 66.2%. We have Catwoman up against Jack and Jill, and Catwoman won 63%. Wow, I thought Jack and Jill was going to go go deep for that one. But no, yeah. Catwoman is a powerhouse. Lots of cats. All right, our next match here, Holmes and Watson against Jaws 3D. And Jaws 3D wins that one, 57%. And last one here, we have the Emoji Movie up against The Room, and The Room wins 61%. Kind of figured that one. All right, that brings us to our final eight. Let's take a look at these four matches. We have our first match here. This is a big one. This could have been the final match. Cats versus Battlefield Earth. I honestly would rather Cats win. I mean, I don't care. Uh, what do we got? Dumb and Dumberer up against Son of the Mask is next. I actually do hope Cats wins this whole thing. That way I only have to watch Cats because I have to watch Cats anyway. Yeah, I'm surprised you said you don't care. I thought about it pretty quickly after that. The Wicker Man up against Catwoman. And lastly here, Jaws 3D up against The Room. Good luck. Yes, pretty much. So, what's next? All right, Hendo, we are at the random draw section, aren't we? We are. Now, I believe I picked the number from the random number generator last time, so I'm going to say it's your turn to do that this week, Hendo. Mm, Let's see if we can do better than Cinema Paradiso. All right, numbers 1 to 250. Number 83. Okay, 83 is... Oh, no. Fucking hell. It is Amadeus. (laughs) <laughs> Amadeus, wow I haven't seen that film in so long Yep I think from memory I like it more than you Speaking of so long <laughs> Alright All right, That's going to be it, Amadeus Okay, that's going to be an intro I can feel we're going to get a, a scathing Dean breakdown Prepare yourselves people We shall see All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you very much, everyone, for checking it out. And we will see you next week for Amadeus. Bye.